Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about reclaiming the promise of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I want all that God has for me. I don't want just a little bit. I don't want just a taste. I want all that God has for me. And in doing that and pursuing that, we recognize that the fullness of God's blessing comes to us today through the Holy Spirit and what he does in our hearts and in our lives. Kind of reminds me of the little boy in the uh, parochial elementary school. As they're going through the cafeteria line, one of the sisters had put a sign above a dish of apples that said, please take one, God is watching. At the other end of the line, when the little boy got there, there was this great big bag of chocolate chip cookies, and one of the students had written, take all you want, God's watching the apples. <laughs> That's funny whether you know it or not. Reminded of the little boy who uh, was in Sunday school, and he told his teacher that he thought the epistles were the wives of the apostles. Sometimes we get confused, don't we? And that Sodom and Gomorrah were husband and wife. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, there's a lot of times people get confused. We have a little understanding when God wants us to have a lot. We have some of him when God wants us to be full and running over with him. See, I believe Zechariah 4, 6, when he declared, It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If you're in a situation today where you need an answer, you need direction or guidance, you need to hear from God this morning, I've got news for you. He longs to speak into your life. He's simply waiting for you to turn to him and say, God, I need to hear from you today. I need an answer from heaven, something that supersedes every other authority on planet earth. And when we find ourselves in that position, then we see that God is able to dispatch a measure of the Holy Spirit to flow in and through our life and bring us the answer we need. When we talk about Holy Spirit, there's only one place you can find uh, information about in this accurate and correct, and that's in the Word of God. You know, some people, maybe even in this room or watching today, believe that the Bible contains the Word of God, but it's not actually the Word of God. I came to tell you this morning, I believe that from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation chapter 22, verse 21, the Bible is the entirety of the Word of God. I believe that it is inerrant, infallible, inspired, and it is the Word of the living God. So when we consider what we're talking about this morning, the fullness, the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit, we have to go to John chapter 14 and 15. Because it was there Jesus made some promises about Holy Spirit. He said in John chapter 14, verse 25, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance that I said to you. What's he going to teach you and help you to remember? Everything that Jesus said, the declarations, the promises, the commands, the instructions, every word spoken by Jesus will be brought to your remembrance by Holy Spirit. That's a pretty important thing, don't you think? Amen. I think that's wonderful that he does that. In John chapter 15, verse 26, he says, But when the Helper comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So what's his role? His role is to bring Jesus to the forefront and to testify the works, the power, the might, the grace, the mercy, all that Jesus did for us. 
And then you go to John chapter 16 and verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. Now, that's really a strange statement, isn't it? It's to your advantage, he's talking to the disciples, that I leave. They followed him for three and a half years, and now he's saying, I'm going to leave, but someone better, someone just as good, someone mighty is coming in my place. I want you to hear it this morning. We have never seen Jesus in the physical realm. You and I haven't. We've heard about him, we've read about him, we believe in him, we talk to him, he talks to us, but we've never actually seen him. But he said to his disciples who had seen him, who had walked with him, who knew him intimately, he said to them, it's to your advantage that I go away. So many times I've heard Christians say, if only I could have lived when Jesus was here. Things would be so much different in my life. Probably not. You'll still struggle with doubt and fear and uncertainty. The disciples did, so you would too. But he said, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I love that. We've never seen Jesus in the physical, but he said, I've got an answer for you. I'm sending Holy Spirit. He will live in you. He will dwell in you. He will guide you and direct you. He will be the one who helps you know me and serve, serve me and follow me. He goes on to say in John chapter 16, and when he has come, he'll convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this wicked world is judged. And then down to verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. I read that passage and I begin to think about the wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. It says he convicts the world of sin. You know, every one of us who know Jesus Christ as our Savior have experienced the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. At some point, he showed up in your life and he said, you're not living right. You're not doing the things I created you to do. Matter of fact, your sin has separated you from the Father and there's only one remedy and that's to ask Jesus to forgive you. Someone says, well, that doesn't apply to me. You need to read the book of Romans because in chapter 3, verse 23, the apostle wrote it this way, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. I'm speaking to somebody in this room or online this morning. It's time for you to bend your knee. It's time for you to surrender. It's time for you to give God an opportunity to do something mighty and marvelous in your life as he forgives you, as he transforms you, as he changes you. Oh, folks, you don't have to be, leave here like you came. There is power in the name of Jesus to bring transformation, salvation, deliverance, healing into your life this morning. You don't have to leave here as you came. You can make the choice that today is the day I'm going to bow my knee to the Savior, to Jesus Christ. Because right now, I assure you, I speak this statement in truth. I assure you, right now, He, the Holy Spirit, is convicting you of your sin. 
convicting you of your lifestyle, convicting you of the things that are displeasing to God. He's showing you one more time how you are separated from the Father by the sin that's in your life. And there's only one remedy, only one answer, only one way out, and his name is Jesus. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am the light of the world. I'm the bread of life. I am living water. Whatever you need in your life today, whatever you're lacking in your life today, when you step into a relationship with the Almighty God through Holy Spirit, He will meet your needs. And the great thing about it, you don't have to go out and get drunk to feel good. You don't have to smoke dope to feel good. You don't have to go to the club to feel good. Because there is a power in the Spirit of God that brings everlasting, ever-increasing joy in your heart and in your life. Oh, come on. Maybe all you've seen is sad Christians. You've been hanging out with the wrong folks. We're happy around here. We're excited around here. We know God is moving around here. And we want you to experience what we've experienced through the power of Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. I'm so thankful for his convicting power. So thankful that when I drift to the side, he is quick to bring me back. When I get off target, he is quick to bring me back. I am so thankful that he is my constant companion, my helper, my guide, my teacher. He is the revelation of God in and through my life today. He is the power of God in and through my life today. He is the purpose of God in and through my... Oh, somebody, do you hear me? It's through the Holy Spirit that change comes in our lives. It's not just a one-time thing, but it's a daily renewal by the power of God and the Spirit of God. Every single day, I can stand and declare, I'm a child of God. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I am walking the destiny God has for me. I'm guided and directed by His Spirit. The Lord knows my ins and my outs. The Lord knows my weaknesses and my strengths. And He is there to undergird me, to support me, to lift me up, to make me strong and courageous. He is there to fill my heart with a fire and a passion that burns out all of those desires for sin and only have a desire to know him and to follow him and to serve him. I'm so thankful for the role of the Holy Spirit. He's my guide. He's my teacher. He's my baptizer. His power in Jesus' name. Power in Jesus' name. Remember, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. It's to your advantage. Now, how could that be possible? Here is the Son of God. He is direct from the throne of God. He does miracles. He speaks great truths, deep truths that people don't understand. He explains them then to his disciples. How is it to their advantage that he goes away? Well, let me put it this way. When Jesus was here on planet Earth, he limited his divine capabilities. He didn't lay them aside, but he limited them. That's what Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2. He limited the, the spirit of God, the divinity in his life. And he chose to identify as a man just like you and I. To walk in shoe leather just like you and I. To have the same challenges, the same problems that you and I have. How do I know that? Because the Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. 
So he was saying to them, I am limited, but the Holy Spirit, hear me, catch this, is completely unlimited. He can go anywhere all the time. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere all the time. He can touch your life at any moment. He can touch you right here in Tallahassee, and he can touch someone in Lebanon. He can touch you right here in Tallahassee, and he can touch somebody in Iraq. He can touch you right here in Tallahassee, and he can touch somebody in northern India. He can touch you right here in Tallahassee, and he can touch somebody in London. Oh, hear what I'm saying. It was to our advantage because the Holy Spirit is here all the time. We never leave his presence. We are carriers of the Holy Spirit. He guides us. He directs us. He whispers in our ear. He gives us guidance and instruction, both through the word and by the voice of the Spirit of God. Oh, I'm so glad that I live in an age. I live in an age in an era where Holy Spirit is ever present. He's always near. I can't tell you the number of times that I've experienced his presence being, being a safety shield for me. His presence keeping me out of trouble and out of hot water. His presence keeping the angel of death away because it wasn't my time to go. Oh, come on, somebody. It's time to say, I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit, for the presence of the Holy Spirit in my heart and in my life. He watches over me. He guides me. He directs me. He protects me. He gives me wisdom and understanding. Oh, I'm so glad Holy Spirit is here. And the good news is he's here in this room today. He's here to touch your life, to touch my life. Tom, would you come back? He's here in this room today to make a difference to you and I. He's right there in your office, in your home, in your, in your bedroom, in your living room. He's right there as you're driving down the road in the car with you. All you have to do is reach out and say, I want more of you, Father. And he's going to touch you. He's going to overcome you. He's going to overwhelm you. Oh, I'm so thankful that there is a thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit where we are completely immersed in the Holy Spirit of the living God. We are completely covered by him. Where we come to know and understand the depths of God's love and grace to us. Oh, that's revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say? He will teach you and bring all things to your remembrance what I have said. Well, what did Jesus say that impacts your life? What did he say that makes a difference in you? What did he say 2,000 years ago that's still relevant to you today? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit does. And he's here to reveal to you the words that Jesus has spoken and said in your life. Oh, folks, it's not God's will for us to wander in confusion. It's not God's will for our lives to be in chaos. It's not God's will for you and I to walk around with a frown on our face Telling everybody we're not happy with life and the circumstance we're in. That's not God's will. It's God's will that you shed those old feelings by the power of the Holy Spirit. That you push down those old emotions by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that you rise up and you declare, I'm full of God. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. He is my source of joy and strength. He is my guide and my director. He is the God that walks before me and behind me. He surrounds me with the love of God. There is no God like my God. Oh, somebody say amen. There is no God like our God. He is holy and mighty and powerful and he's here today he's here today he's here today i'm so thankful that the holy spirit convicts us because if he didn't convict us we would never be aware of our spiritual state or condition but when he convicts us it reveals to us where we should be and what we should be doing it helps us to take steps to make choices to find direction 
that leads us into the favor of God. We have to understand that the favor of God falls on us when we obey God. When we follow his commands, when we obey the things that he has said, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What were his commandments? We'll read the book. You'll find out. He wants to tell something to you. If you never read the Bible before, I encourage you to start in the book of Mark, read all 16 chapters and then do it again and then do it again until you begin to grasp the might, the power, the glory, the majesty that was in Jesus Christ to touch the world and to touch men and women. And that same power, this is what Paul said, that same power that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? The same power that brought Jesus back to life dwells in you. Where's that power? It's in the Holy Spirit. He's displaying that power. He's working through that power. He's making it known in us and among us. If there is one thing the church needs today, it's an outpouring of Holy Spirit. It's to be drenched, to be submerged, to be completely uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize that 66% of Americans don't even know there is a Holy Spirit? They've heard about God, but they don't understand the Trinity. That's an amazing thing. But it's only an amazing thing because the church stopped doing our job, started being political, start trying to get along with everyone, start trying to be more palatable. Let me tell you something. The gospel is a gospel of transformation and it's a gospel of confrontation. When you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus lived, died, and was raised again from the dead for the salvation of your sins, when you hear that, it's confrontational. The gospel isn't meant to make you happy. It's meant to make you a believer in Jesus Christ, and joy will then flow through your heart and life. If you're looking for some quick little sermonette in a pill form so that you can take it 20 minutes every Sunday morning and you're going to feel good for about 20 more minutes, then you're going right back to your old life. You're looking for the wrong thing. For the power of God, let me say it this way. Paul declared it in Romans. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Oh, come on, somebody. If you're in this room this morning, you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. This is your day. This is your moment. This is your hour. This is the time your life is turned around. Your sins are forgiven. You are born again through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. You will never, never, never be the same when you confront him. When his gospel brings change into your life. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person in this room. Those who are going to be baptized, will you slip out right now and prepare for that? Slip out right now if you're going to be baptized. You know the instructions, you know where to go. So slip out and begin preparing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's in this room. I pray that your grace and your mercy would overshadow them right now. I pray that you would touch them from the top of their head to the bottoms of their feet. I pray, Father, that in this moment, they recognize one critical fact. I am a sinner and I need a Savior. And I cannot save myself. Help them to recognize they need you in their lives today. Right now, Holy Spirit, you're convicting them. You're talking to them. You're standing at the door of the heart and you're knocking, asking them to open the door so that you can come in. Lord, I pray now that courage and faith begin to arise in their spirit. 
They see their need and they respond to you and you save them, deliver them, set them free. In Jesus' name I pray. If I just prayed for you, you feel the Holy Spirit convicting. You know something needs to change in your life. If I just prayed for you, right where you sit, just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, that was me. Yes, anyone else? That was me. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Just wait another minute. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Amen. That was me. Slip up that hand. Stand right where you're at. I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to ask a believer to join around you. If you're close to these people, go ahead and stand up right where you're at. Stand up right where you're at. I'm going to ask someone who's close to these folks to slip over to them. Stand up right where you're at, sir. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch their hearts, change their lives. Let the power of God flow into them. Come on, believers, step out. Begin praying for them, believing God to touch them. Step out and uh, let God do a work through you to touch them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, let new life flow. Let forgiveness flow. Let the grace of the Most High God flow into their lives this morning. We ask you to forgive us. We ask you to transform us. We ask you to make us new creatures right now. In the name of Jesus, do your work in hearts and in lives today. Do your work by the power of Holy Spirit. Bring transformation and bring change in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.